Well, we're big rock singers, we got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we've never known is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. So what is the Canadian equivalent of ending up on the Rolling Stone anyways? Maybe it's McLean's? I don't know. But more importantly, is there such a thing as fame in Canada? We don't know, but today we're going to find out. Mark Breslin is back in studio with us tonight as we go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and we have a very iconic returning, I could say friend of the show, right? Sure. Are you a friend now? You know... <laughs> Adversary. Can I, can I tell you something? Yes. Ellie Wiesel, the great philosopher of the Holocaust, yeah. uh, gave a lecture to Harvard students, and he said, you people, you young people, it is so easy for you to be friends. All you do is click. In my day, during World War II, we had a standard of friendship, and the standard was, will you hide me? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, where did, there's So no I'm a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I was going to, there's no possible way to hide Mark Breslin. Well, uh, I'm not that big. I put a know. little weight. Give me a break here. <laughs> you make your presence very known. the most. So last time we talked to you, Mark, uh, we spoke to you about you were on your way to go receive the Order of Canada. By the way, what's the official designation? Are you? Do you have a new title now? I know it's not like a knighthood or anything. We don't it's have called, that. It's Mark Breslin CM, C which stands for monster. <laughs> um, it also stands for Canada member, which is kind of close to monster. Canada member. Yeah. So I mean, you were you were that already to begin with. So I I wanted to ask. So what what does that feel like now? You went to Ottawa. You did the ceremony. You were kind of leading up to this before. Look, what is the reality of all of this? Yeah. You go. It's an amazing ceremony. It's an amazing black tie dinner. That building that she lives in, the Governor General's yeah. residence, is one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen. It is Canada's version of Versailles. The art on the walls is better than any Canadian collection of art I've ever seen anywhere. You get a beautiful pin. There's incredible people around you. You go home. You take out the garbage. And <laughs> there's a hole in the garbage bag, and it leaks crap all over your shoe. That is the reality. Yeah, so you get whisked away to this one memorable night, this yeah. evening out on courtesy of Ottawa, and then, yeah, you go back home to the routine. That's right. Back to the same old. And what changes for you now? So one thing we were sort of touching on last time you joined us on the show was, what's the next big milestone? I mean, obviously a huge part of this for you was because you founded Yuck Yucks. I mean, this is one of the big, sort of big three comedy brands in Canada, if you will. Certainly the biggest club chain, arguably in the world, really, maybe. I think the improv probably is bigger, but you know. um, so we come in a great second. Yeah. Um, I hate to think that this uh, pin is kind of like my gold watch. You know, and yeah. that's, it's at the end of your career. And when I sat there with everybody, it was clear that everybody was in their 60s or older that got this. Yeah. So I hate to think that this is, you know, the kiss off. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done a good job. Here's your pin. Here's your uh, dinner. Uh, do you wear your tux? Yes. Good. We'll never see you again. I'm hoping it's not that. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting. Because I want to rage, rage, rage until the dying of the light. Well, of I'm course. not a guy who wants to retire. No, you don't strike me as the kind. And of course, you know, there's been there's been mumblings of that, of course, all over the years. Like, what's is Mark going to leave? Is you know what comes next? And for comics, when we après moi le déluge. <laughs> That is the or most Whereas the old Jews used to say, never wish for the death of a czar. Yeah, well, that's true. Because you don't know who's coming next. You don't know who's coming. That's true. That's absolutely true. And we've seen that, you know, even talk. We don't talk about U.S. politics too much on this show. But, I mean, we're kind of looking back now to the George Bush days and going, oh, weren't those nicer times? I know. <laughs> you know? It's incredible. Sheer manners now passes as the bar. It's totally true. But, you know, when we talk to stand-ups on this show, I mean, for comics, you know, especially coming up in the ranks, it's always about that next gig. It's always about that next festival, that next showcase. For you... What what is the next milestone for you, or do you do you really know? I mean, you kind of go with the flow. I kind of go with the flow. I keep my eyes open for opportunities, and opportunities are there. So I don't know exactly what it'll be. I just know that in my life, I've been part of seven or eight uh, startups. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily in comedy, but mostly in show business. Uh, Fox News. Um, Joan Rivers Show, uh, Toronto Eaton Center, Harborfront Project, uh, Sirius XM, uh, Humber College, Yuck Yucks, Funny Business. There's been a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I like things at the beginning. I get bored of them after they go on for a while, and I like to delegate. So I don't know what the next thing is, but I've always got my my tentacles out there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, isn't that Canadian comedy in a nutshell anyways? I mean, we only what? exist I- to spin all these different plates at once. You know, there is no sort of resting on your laurels and just doing one thing because you can't survive that way no, in this country. It's true. Anyways. When I when I worked at Harborfront when I was like 22 years old, the um, guy who ran it said to me, "You know, mate." He was British. He <laughs> said, "You know, mate, in this country, you got to do it all." Yeah, you really do. And yeah, I guess you really do. And Harborfront, that was a hotbed for a lot of actually now well-known Canadian comics coming up in the ranks. Kevin McDonald was talking to us about that before. How that was sort of a breeding ground for a lot of talent back in those days. I think Kevin McDonald was after this. This was is, after you. This was yeah. nineteen. We're going back to nineteen seventy four. Well, I wasn't going to say it. He's a little bit younger, but not you know too much younger. I don't. He was never part of the Harborfront project when, when I was you were there. there. No. no, he came along afterwards. It was Larry Horowitz? Yeah, yeah. Paul Mandel, Tony Molesworth, Steve Schuster. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. The late, great Steve Schuster. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing I want to touch more on after the break is you spoke to us before about how there arguably is no showbiz in Canada. We don't have that culture necessarily in our industry. So I want to touch more on your thoughts on that when we come back. And, of course, also joining us on the show, another friend of the show, also from Yuck Yucks and putting on a different a special Christmas show that we're going to talk about later on. Kira Williams in studio with us today. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's hard to jump in once Mark gets going. <laughs> so we go. We're going to come back with more Mark and Kira right here after the break. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Hi, this is Richard Lett. You're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, this is Alex Wood, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all. Did you know that, Mark Preslin? I have pretty good eyes. Yeah. Um, I have to use um, reading glasses, but my distance uh, vision is pretty good. That's For a guy my age, I think that's good. There's a lot to say for that. And of course, if listeners are just tuning in, shame on you because the show is already underway. But Mark Breslin is a new recipient of the Order of Canada. So you were telling us before the break, you go to Ottawa, you go to the Governor General's mansion Palace it's, estate. It's a beaut- I cannot make fun of it. It is a beautiful experience in yeah. every way. I was treated fantastically. Um, there has been some 
you know, grousing about the current governor general and how she isn't social enough and isn't diplomatic enough and is bristling against the conventions of the job. I saw none of that. Yeah. I saw a woman who was having a great time um, who made sure she went from table to table to table and sat down. She schlepped her own chair, her own folding yeah. chair, sat down with a, a table for 20 minutes, then went off to the next table. She was great. I liked her a lot. But you know what? I mean, when you're in a position of power like that, when you're running the show, there's always going to be naysayers, right? I mean, you in Canadian comedy, who knows that perhaps better than you? Oh, yeah. When you're the top dog, there's always somebody nipping at your ass. And you've heard it all over the years, I'm sure. I mean, running, you know, Yuck Yuck started as this basement club. I've, I've heard it, but yeah. I haven't necessarily listened to it. <laughs> there is there's a difference, a though. difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There's a difference between mutterings and actually sitting down and going, okay, let's have it, you know. And obviously turning yuck yucks into what you did is sort of, you have to just kind of steamroll through all that stuff anyways and just do what you're going to do. Never listen to your critics. Yeah. Never, ever listen to your critics. In fact, if you do listen to your critics, use it as a way of torturing them. <laughs> yeah. Do exactly what they think you're doing and do it and rub it in their face. Yeah. Do it better than what they said That's and just throw it at them. That's not a popular thing to say, but uh, it's always been my philosophy. You pick a fight with me, you'll regret it. But there's obviously truth to it. What? You know, I mean, just to, to actually the best thing you can do to critics is just keep on that course exactly what they're saying and just throw it in their face. Keep the myth alive. Absolutely. And we were talking before, and you, you spoke to us on the show a couple months back about how you know, there isn't necessarily quote unquote show business in Canada. Because there's not enough Jews. <laughs> <laughs> is that why? Really? Yeah. I, I know I'm not the only person who said this. I can't you know, say you, it. You know who said it? Scott Thompson. Okay. In well, an interview said that. He said yeah. the problem with Canadian show business is there's not enough Jews. Um, meaning um, there's just, uh, you know, there's a Jewish approach to show business. Um, and Jews created show business in the United States. Right. Um, and there's a certain freewheeling, casual um balls against the wall kind of approach that Jewish people have because they're not old money, they're new money and uh, vibrant. And I think that's part of it. I really do think that's part of it. And do you and, think that's our humbleness too as Canadians? Is that our attitude? Well, I hate humility. Yeah. You know, I don't see what humility has ever done for anybody. And I'm, I say that humbly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it holds you back from certain things, I think. You know, you have to have a bit of that braggadocio, right? We are a very talented country. We are very talented at the things we do. There's no shortage of genius in this in this land of ours. But we're not very good at saying, there's no shortage of genius at this land of ours, and just look at me! That's right. And we don't have that. We have the Globe and Mail and the arts. That's right. We have Stratford. We do. We have that talent, that genius with modesty attached to it. I worked. I worked for Fox when they were just getting going. Back in the 80s, um, and uh, I had two assistants. One of them was responsible for getting me my tea, yeah. and the other one was responsible for getting my coffee. <laughs> Seriously. That's how you know you've arrived? That's how you know you've arrived. That's what they do. They have no problem with excess. Um, the Americans love quantity. Yeah. They understand quantity. We don't understand quantity. We still look for simple quality. Uh, but quantity is part of show business. It's razzle-dazzle. Yeah. It's Bob Fosse. It's shaking those big hands. And we don't like to do that. We like a pension. We do, yeah. And I, I, I love that you touched on that because that is the very much the American way, right? It's the whole waving that number one foam finger around. Canadians don't do that. Well, you it's know? not like I want to be an American. Yeah. And it's not like, and especially now, boy, all the things you kind of sneered at Canada about, 
and its timidity. Uh, uh, you don't sneer at, at Canada now for that. You're proud of it. You're proud we're not them now. Really proud. Yeah. But I always thought Canada would be a little bit of a better country if it could be a little bit more like the United States. And the United States would be a better country if it could be a little bit more like Canada. If we meet somewhere in the middle. If we met somewhere in the middle where, um, you know, Canada wouldn't be so afraid of risk, for instance. It's yeah. a risk-averse country. And uh, the United States is a, um, you know, manners-averse country. It would be nice if they, <laughs> if they learn some. how to do that. Yeah, especially now. I think we're just reserved in that way, Canadians. I mean, you know, because we, we're a country living next door to the States. We can be patriotic, but you don't drive down, you know, the main street of small-town Canada and there's a Canadian flag hanging off of every porch. We just don't have that. We're sort of reserved and quiet about these things. No, just go across the border to Niagara Falls, New York, and you'll see all the houses there. Yeah. Um, all flying those big American flags. Yeah, that's right. We don't really but do I don't that. Want, but I don't want that for, for Canada. I don't wish that for Canada. That's not the kind of patriotism that I like. But I think we need, and in comedy especially, a little bit more of that sort of confidence and that self-awareness. It would be good that we, it would be good if we knew just how good we are. Yeah. You know, it would be good if we did that. And if we knew it for ourselves, (laughs) you know, until there's that cliche where Canadian comics, they leave us, they've been here 20 years, all of a sudden they blow up in the States and then we take ownership of them and go, Jim Carrey's Canadian, don't forget. But you weren't saying that when he was here. Actually, you you were. Yeah. Jim was an exception to the rule. Jim had all the press in the world. Jim was on the top of the game. Everybody knew Jim Carrey uh, and he was only 19 years old. He was young. And then he went to the States and actually he fell apart when he got there. His career tanked at Crater. And then he had to build it back. But it's like the sea turtles, right? You go to L.A. and not everybody survives that swim. A very scant few do and then make it to the top of the ranks. But we're going to come back with more about building Canadian showbiz. And Kira Williams in studio. (laughs) Jump in anytime. Don't be shy. You know a little bit about this, too, building a showbiz infrastructure in Canada. Yeah, of course. I just always like to listen to what Mark has to say about everything, you know? Me too. He's got great opinions. He can go. We're going to come back with more right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Courtney Gilmore, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That was like a weather girl. (laughs) (laughs) You just got a job. (laughs) Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And tonight we are talking to Yuck Yuck's founder, Order of Canada recipient, member of Canada now. Yes. Mark Breslin is back with us in studio. I always say I was ordered to leave Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the same thing. Look, I can tell you one thing. Whatever research they did on me, and they do a lot of research before they give one of these things out, I guarantee that the people who were responsible for giving me this pin never saw my act. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. (laughs) Yeah, how, how much did they dig? Well, yeah, what is the process on that, by the way? Like... How long ago do you find out, like, okay, well, you're going to be receiving right, this? Well, first thing is you can't campaign for the position. No. Um, that's considered really gauche. Um, so people do it for you. And I knew that this was happening, and I've known it's been happening for quite a while between the institutions of uh, Yuck Yucks and the Humber School of Comedy yeah. and my work at Massey Hall. And I know all these different groups helped. But when I won it and they sent me the um, – and it was announced, I got a, uh, an email from Perry Rosemond. Perry Rosemond is a Canadian producer uh, who created Hee Haw in the States, created yeah. the King of Kensington here. He was the executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, which makes him closest to the Pope, I guess, <laughs> right? And he said, um, I've always wanted you to have one of these and I'm enclosing um, 
something you should look at. And I looked at it. The attachment was a letter of reference and support from 2003. Yeah. So this has been going on for 15 years. Yeah. This is not an award you get at the beginning of your career. This is an award they give you for, it's like a lifetime achievement award. It really You get is. it later. Yeah. And for you, what does that signify? Because we were talking a little bit earlier about how, you Decrepitude. know. Decrepitude. Because <laughs> we know the origin. We talked on our last episode with you about, of course, the origin stories of Yuck Yucks and, you know, going from this basement in Toronto to this national, well, international brand, really, at this point. So, And we were talking a bit before the break about, you know, what's what's sort of next for you and how there is no showbiz in Canada. But for you, juggling all of these things, so you're doing Yuck Yucks, you have Humber School of Comedy, you have Harbor Front Centre, all of the shows you've produced over the years, all the specials, et cetera. Has your mission in some way been to sort of build that infrastructure here in Canada, or has it always just been, here's what I love and here's what I want to do next? Do you both. see an opportunity and grab it, or do you think it's part of the larger it's scheme? All, it's all, it's both. Look, when I when I got into this, um, before I realized how big it might become, right. uh, before I would even dr- dare to dream that dream, um, I had two things that were really important to me. One, um, I wanted to keep the Canadian comedy industry Canadian. Yeah. And to this central. day... To this day, we hire 92% Canadian comics, and we put uh, $2 million uh, in their pockets every year. That's about $80 million over the course of our career. Yeah. That's, nobody comes close to that. Well, and that's an interesting point, too, because there's other clubs, you know, <laughs> that will go nameless, but there's other clubs in Canada, as we know, of course, that do get that criticism where it's like, how come all of your headliners coming in are from the States? How come you're always featuring people from New York and Chicago? Yuck Yucks doesn't have that. You guys have homegrown talent. That's, that's right. A and big I think part that's one of the reasons I got this pin. Because you're creating that for Canadians. And, and actually, the, the second thing is, yeah. um, I always wanted to make it a, an absolute free speech zone. Um, we have never, to my recollection, censored a comic on stage. If an audience member comes up to us after the show or during the show and says, I don't like what that comic said about Christianity, or I don't like what that comic said about Israel, I don't like what that comic said. We give them tickets to another show, but we would never, ever tell the comic, uh, maybe you should change that. And I think even that is a rare point to touch on now, especially, you know, the climate is different right now. And there's a lot of, you know, audiences are changing and the culture of comedy is changing. But I think the, com- climate the essential is thing only, is it shouldn't have to. The climate is only changing if you want it to exactly. change. You know, um, there is a certain level of millennial um, social justice warrior um, that is changing their world, and they're welcome to change their world, but stay away from my world, because in my world, it doesn't mean anything. Well, and I think that's essential, too, because I think if you... Because then you're getting the audience that you want to get, because you're getting people who know what stand-up is supposed to be about, and they want to go see that. In they the crave world that. of the internet, everything is self-selecting. Yeah. There is no excuse for somebody to go to a movie now and said and say, I, I didn't know that was going to be violent. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course you do. All you have to do is click. Yeah. Well, that's one of the, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, Mark. Kira Williams, of course. <laughs> um, that's one of the issues that we have sometimes when people do come in and they don't educate themselves about yeah. what they're seeing first before they come in. You know, they'll see a comic who might be a triple X comic and they'll lose their mind afterwards being horribly offended by something. But we're not hiding any of this fact. It's written right on our website. Come see this person on all our social media. We say this person is a triple X comic. Yeah. But then... 
flip to the next week, you get a brand new comic in, and they could be squeaky clean. That's yep, right. exactly. So if somebody doesn't like it one week, you never know the next week it might be something else. And I think that's something that does kind of get lost in the shuffle right now. I mean, that is the core essential point of comedy as a whole, is when those lights come down and that stage light comes on, you're supposed to just be there and let those inhibitions go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're leaving your life for a couple hours. And you're supposed to just take that stuff in. Enjoy it. Laugh a little. (laughs) Exactly. You have to let go of those things in order to just embrace it and let it happen. Right. There are a lot of good causes out there. And we have made fun of those good causes. But there is no cause that is so good that it can't stand a little mocking. That's right. And if you can't tell the difference between mocking a good cause and hating a good cause, then I think you've got the problem, not us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even the bigger, scarier stuff to tackle in life that happens to all of us is there no better way to deal with that than sitting down for a couple of hours and, and letting a comic take the piss out of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, Death, it takes disease, all the power mis- of it. Dismemberment. That's right. <laughs> okay. You know, we're all going to die. Am- we're all going to have amputation. horrible politicians. Well, I used to do that as a, that was one of my, my standard intros. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all going to die. But before we do, let's bring on our next guest. Mm-hmm. And that's the core of comedy. That's it right there. It's just let go of that stuff. We're going to come back with more Mark Breslin and Kira Williams in studio right here. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 642. Hey, this is Gilson Lubin, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. And tonight we are in studio with Mark Breslin and Kira Williams of Yuck Yucks International Comedy Clubs, which it really is. It's not, we're a long ways from the basement in Toronto. Yeah, we are. At this point. And one thing I wanted to touch on actually is, you know, because we've talked about how Yuck started and where Yuck Yucks is now and the brand that it's become. And for comics, that's a significant thing in Canada. I mean, yes, there's always naysayers. Mm-hmm. And you perhaps know this as well as anyone, Kira. Like, mm-hmm. you could have a comic that will complain about the Yucks brand until they're signed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and then it's, you know, then they're, yeah. then they're worth. But it is one of those essential brands in Canadian comedy, one of very few that actually means something at the end of the day to put in brackets beside your name. There's Yuck Yucks. There's Second City. Yeah. There's just, uh, for laughs. just for laughs. Yep. There's the Humber School of Comedy. I'm not sure there's much else. That's really, mm-hmm. you know, um, the comedy, uh, the Comedy Network. Yeah, maybe. Depending, you know, they don't do a lot of original programming <laughs> when it's new shows and not like reruns of match games. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. but whatever it is. But I mean, you. So, Kira, I mean, this is a huge part of your gig, of course. Is you have to watch a lot of stuff. I do watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> you sit through a lot of stand-up. I do. Some it's... great, some not so much. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I do it. I love it. So yeah. I still you love it. You have to. So that's uh, that's the good thing. It's I think <laughs> once I stop loving it, then we're going to have a problem. Well, and I mean, that's the interesting thing. I mean, you've been at this a while now, and yeah, mm-hmm. you've watched countless hours of stand-up that runs the gambit from yep. <laughs> great to horrible. Yep. You have to have that love of the art that's driving it and that love of the game for sure. Has that changed your opinion as just a fan of comedy going into um, this? No, I wouldn't say it's changed my opinion at all, but I certainly don't laugh out loud as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, there is that thing where people watch comedy and they now just go, hmm, funny. Yeah. That was good. That was a good joke. But like, it's it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud. And if I am laughing loud at something, it's usually a new tag that I've never heard before or something extremely obscure that no one else in the audience is laughing at and you just hear me in the back. Yeah. Um, but it is it is hard to, to laugh a lot at stuff because you just now appreciate it and understand the way it works better than 
the average Joe that just laughs at everything. Yeah. But I love the people that laugh at everything. We need those people. Well, you do. I mean, that's what the business thrives on. Mm-hmm. But of course, yeah, I mean, you know the nuts and bolts of it. You know yeah. the mechanics of it. Yeah, and I'm you know, a horrible audience member. Well, and you know these Canadian comics so well. I mean, the ones that have been around and the ones especially that passed through the club. You know, it's a small village at the end of the day. I all of their jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And how rare is it for you? And I mean, this applies to you as well, Mark, because we, we, you know, we've all seen you sitting there in the booth at Yuck Yucks watching the shows. How how rare is it for you guys at this stage in the game to see some new comics step on stage at Yuck Yucks and actually completely grab your attention and completely blow you away? Do you happens. still get those moments? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it happened uh, this it weekend. Happened this, week. happened this weekend. Yeah. Happened this weekend. Yeah. Jason Rouse brought a guy out from Calgary that I did not know, mm-hmm. named Sam Walker. Yep. And. Uh, you know, I kind of trust Jason's taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, he, the guy blew me away and he did jokes that no one else is doing, no one else has done. And he had a very, very odd presence on stage. Yes. And I I had meetings with him afterwards and we want to work together. And, and yeah, it happens from time to time. It, it sure was does. probably the first time in a long time that I've seen Mark really, really laugh yeah. a lot at a comic. Which says a lot. Which isn't I mean, not like that's not a bad thing, but it It doesn't mean I'm not appreciating the exactly. comic. But yeah. as Kira said, we have intellectualized and internalized the yeah. process mm-hmm. to the point where we're going, that's funny. That's really funny. Oh, that is funny. But sometimes I will burst out on a particular joke. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll laugh, but that's it. Yeah. Well, you're too close to it, right? I mean, you get too yeah. analytical about it. You're taking this stuff in through a different filter. But I mean, that's, to open for Jason Rouse requires a very specific kind of comic. You know, he sort of brings this storm to the stage with him everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we were talking a, a bit about him before the break. So, And we were talking about what you guys do in that situation if you have a comic that some audience member obviously didn't know what they were getting into, didn't bother to check what they were going out to see, and just blows it up into this maelstrom of, I'm offended, shut everything down. Yeah, I mean, we, we usually invite them to come back and see somebody else. Yeah. Because it's like uh, what I mentioned in the break was that there's always going to be somebody else that we have that yeah. you're going to like. You know, just because someone like Jason, who's a triple X comic, he's not the same as someone like Matt Wright, who was working this weekend. You know, they're two very different people, both very funny. Well, and that's the important thing, too. I think and especially now we're talking a little bit about how the climate is different, but comics are self-directing that for you guys. Is there a lot of handholding involved more now with audiences where it's like, listen, this is what it's supposed to be. No, I don't think it's any more than it ever was. Yuck Yucks is a bubble. Yeah, frankly, it's a bubble, and the things that are happening outside in the world and in, um, you know, politically don't really affect us. You know, you could sit at Yuck Yucks for a month and never heard hear the word Trudeau, and never hear the word Trump, and never hear the word intersectionalism, and any of that kind of stuff is for a very specific, very small audience. They don't know how small they are. Um, but um, it doesn't really affect us particularly. But Larry Horowitz, the great Larry Horowitz, mm-hmm. and I used to have this ongoing argument. And Larry would say, if I perform and there's one person in the audience not laughing, I feel I'm not doing my job. And I would say, Larry, if I'm performing and one person in the audience is laughing, I'm doing my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are the two poles. That's true. And I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think this is something that we lose sight of a little bit now, too. Comics are guilty of is that the audience is the final judge. You know, yeah. audiences are smarter than we think and that we let ourselves believe. I've always believed that the audience is smart. That's the that's the only barometer we have. I mean, you know, and, and a good point. I mean, as you mentioned, Kira, is like people could come out on one weekend, see an extremely filthy comic and the next weekend or even the next night, see a completely clean because people forget, too. 
you guys are sending comics out all over the country. Yeah. There's corporate comics. There's clean comics. There's headliners. There's filthy comics. There's everything. Every, every night we have a different show. Yeah. We're a, yeah. Depart- we're a department store. And for somebody to come to our department store and say, oh, boy, I really don't like that designer. I'm not yeah. coming back to the department store seems insane to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, and and Kira, you certainly know a lot about this. We'll we'll touch on this after the break. I think being, especially here in Toronto, a city like this, where there's so much open mics and so many amateur comics coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. also letting the audience actually experience what a comedy show is supposed to be versus, well, I walked into a bar and there was an open mic and I'm never doing that again. Yeah, exactly. You know, knowing the difference. So I, I really want audiences to come and see a real comedy show i mean it's great go and support all live comedy like please do it go to those little bars go to the open mic see those but also come to the pro shows so you can see really what it's like where it leads to and what the art form is supposed to be we'll come back with more of that and more yuck yucks right here on inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto hey you i'm maggie casella and you're listening to inside jokes on 640 Nailed it. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're talking about the Order of Canada with Mark Breslin of Yuck Yucks. And just to, just to brag, yes, if I might. Of course. Um, I am the only person ever in the history of the Order to get um, this honor for uh, anything connected with stand-up comedy. That's true. Yeah. Ever. Um, there have been a half a dozen people who have gotten it connected with sketch comedy. But nobody for stand-up. I'm the first one. And actually, one thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously this is, you know, this is because of your career and this is significant to your own career and your own trajectory. But for you, going there to Ottawa and receiving this, did you feel in some way, without being too sanctimonious about it, but were you sort of, was this representative of Canadian stand-up as a whole in some way? Because it really hasn't happened before. I feel that getting the award was not just me getting the award, but an entire group of people, in a sense, getting the award. Everybody who, you know, I didn't do this on my own. There were of course, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people who helped me all along the way, a, a, a list that would be way too long to ever read out on the air. Yeah, but one of them sitting right beside you. One of them sitting <laughs> right beside me, absolutely. You're part of this too and what you do. So I feel that I was a representative not just of myself but of a movement yeah. that has finally come of age. Yeah, Canadian stand-up as a whole. And I think Yuck Yucks is maybe one of, you know, we've talked about how there's sort of the big three or four brands in Canadian comedy. But Yuck Yucks is always one of those sort of constant flagship reminders that we do have an industry here and it is possible to be a Canadian comic and stay here at home and cultivate something and etch out a living doing this. Are you going to be household name famous and rich beyond your what? Probably not. You know, every no. comic knows everybody will ask you first off, have you ever met Russell Peters? You know, there's only a handful of people. Mm-hmm. But we do have a chain of comedy clubs coast to coast in this country, and it is possible to live and work as a stand-up comedian. Well, that part kind of works. Yeah. The part that doesn't work is the stuff that uh, comes from there. Uh, we don't have a mediascape that people then can start working for. The, the way the ecology of all of this is supposed to work, the way it works in the U.S. and to some degree in the U.K., is you play the clubs, you get a name for yourself, and then somebody hires you for a very lucrative TV writing job. Right. And when that happens, it opens up a slot for somebody else to come up. Um, that doesn't happen here, and that's the problem. That's Probl- true. The yeah. problem, whoever might make, you know, whatever criticisms about the Canadian comedy industry and makes them at the, about the club level doesn't know what they're talking about. 
it's really the other stuff that's the real problem because that's where the real money is. It's true, and that does often get blamed on, and I feel like Yuck Yucks does shoulder a lot of this for sure, is it gets blamed on the clubs. Well, how come there's not more paid work? Because there's only so many places you can go, and there's only so many weekends. The same comic can't just keep on being headlined over and over again everywhere. There are only eight major media markets in this entire country. Yeah. And as far as population base goes, there are more people living within a 30-mile radius of downtown Los Angeles than there is in the entire country. Yeah, there that's are true. there are more um, there are more colleges and universities in New York State than there is in all of Canada. Yeah, it's a population issue. It is, and I mean, being a road comic in Canada <laughs> is tough. You're putting on a lot of miles, and I mean, we spoke before on the show about the late great Mike McDonald. He was maybe significant of, of maybe one of the last true, quote unquote, war- road warriors in this country, you know, because that's sort of a way of life that's more difficult to to live and sustain nowadays. I did it in the early days. Yeah. I was on a bus across the country st- going to places I never even knew existed, points on the map that I didn't even think there was a map for, staying in horrible, horrible hotels and eating horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. food and dealing with terrible strippers. It was not... <laughs> Yeah. It was not, not really strippers. Yeah, not yeah, the was, good ones. No, it was terrible. It, it was <laughs> it was difficult. Um, I saw a lot of the country I would never have seen any other way, and I'm yeah. kind of grateful for that. But that experience probably gets uh, tedious after you know you're 35. You don't want to do that anymore. It's tough. It's exhausting. I mean, Darren Frost said that to us on the show before. It's you know, there's going to be those times in your life where you're in some small, horrible town you've never heard of. You just maybe bombed. Now you're laying on a hotel, motel bed. You know, you're afraid to t- peel back the covers because yeah. God knows what's in there. You're sleeping in your jeans. You miss your family. You're broke. And you got to wake up and drive to another town and do the exact same thing tomorrow night and be better than you were tonight. It can be very grim. You know? It can be really grim. However, I will say that the gigs that we have people doing have gotten progressively better uh, over the years. The nightmare gigs are kind of gone now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean... Comedy is that as a whole. If you aren't driven by pure love of it, if that's not your motivation, you aren't going to be around for long anyways, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that's back in Canadian comedy the last couple of years is, of course, another great brand, the Canadian Comedy Awards. Yeah, we never left. You never left, but sort of <laughs> revamped, can I say? Yeah, and we went through some changes. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, we're, we're still here. Uh, we still do the Canadian Comedy Awards every year. Yeah. We still want to celebrate all the... Uh, not just stand-up, but sketch and improv and television and writing and directing and film across Canada and and support all the amazing talent that we have across the country and not just in Toronto, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There's so many, you know, Canadian comics, we know each other by name and we have our own household names for each other. Mm-hmm. We have comedians, comedians, right? But it's another way for Canadians to sort of go, whoa, look at all this content here and look at all these unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Canadian Comedy Awards uh, is working with a bunch of venues here in Toronto across the city on December 10th Yes, to do Canned Laughter. So what is this show? What is this drive all about? So Canned Laughter is a, um, it's a show that... Alex Wood, who's a, a Yuck Yucks comic, yep. he came to me about a month and a half ago and um, called me up and said, I want to do a charity show. Can you help me? And of course, yes, I'm going to help you. He did something last year at the Yuck Yucks in Ottawa with Graham Kay, another comic of ours, uh, where they just did a Q&A for amateur comics in the Ottawa area that just want to learn right. maybe a bit more about the business and what it's like to be a professional comic. 
Uh, and they said, it's free. Just bring like a non-perishable or an item of clothing and we'll donate it to charity. So he said maybe eight people showed up, but they had enough stuff donated that they could fill a van. Yeah. So Alex said, let's do something like this in Toronto um, and maybe get a few more venues on board rather than just the Yucks. And so we started asking people and all the different venues just jumped and it uh, it snowballed real quick. Yeah. I brought a perishable item of clothing, <laughs> which was a Rudy Greenreich uh, paper dress from the 60s. <laughs> okay. Every so, yeah. little bit helps, Mark. That's right. right. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're doing this show on December 10th, Monday. Yeah. Um, which is tomorrow. That's right. Uh, so uh, it's it's at 13 venues across the country. It is a free comedy show for anyone who brings a non-perishable and everything's going to the Daily Bread Food Bank. And we have some huge names. At Yuck Yucks alone, we have Steve Patterson is emceeing. Yeah, who, of course, our listeners might know but from CBC's debaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. we got um, Steve's on it. We have Steve Dillon, Rob Pugh, Rob Bebenek, Martha Chavez, Lori Elliott... John Paul, mm-hmm. Dave Hempstead, and that's just at the Yuck Yucks. Yeah, so we have you, every every major comedy venue in Toronto is hosting a show. And those are all comics, by the way. For <laughs> listeners who don't know, you will never get to see those comics again for like a couple of cans of Zoodles. So that's go right. and do that. All right, we'll be right back with more inside jokes right here at Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. And tonight we've been talking to Mark Breslin and Kira Williams of Yuck Yucks. Mark is, of course, a member of Canada now. You have been your yes, entire life. Yes, that, that's, that's a specific <laughs> distinction. I believe yeah, I always was in Canada. Yeah, but, uh, now yeah. it's confirmed. Now it's confirmed. You've, you're minted. You went to the ceremony. And, of course, a big part of this Order of Canada is, of course, you created the Yuck Yucks chain of comedy clubs, yeah. a founding brand here in Canadian comedy. And uh, we have some new clubs opening up here in Canada. Yeah, we're opening up in Burlington and in Oshawa. Oshawa. Um, both in late January, early February, yeah. which will be great. Which is per and Oshawa especially. I mean, that area has the, there's nothing out that way. There's, there's nothing out that way at all. There was a neutron bomb that went off there sometime <laughs> in the nineties, yeah, and cleared the entire place of everything uh, that was there. So it'll be really exciting to you know to work in that kind of uh, environment where um, you know people are scrounging for food and things. It's uh, it's kind of like Mad Max. Yeah. Out there. So um, we're really just giving back to the community. I think. Is that what you guys do? Is that how we find? these new yuck yucks springing up is like these are people who have nothing and are well, starved for comedy you need no, to laugh. Yeah. No, that's the johnny harris show on cbc <laughs> um but um you know what it's terrible what's happened with general motors in oshawa and yeah. i believe that um for the first month we'll be open we're going to be giving um free admission to people who can show that they worked, worked for for gm, for GM oh and, that's fantastic yeah not that a laugh is going to replace a job but at least it's something you know, that's true. All right. So, and uh, for both of you guys, where's the best way for our listeners to find out what's going on at Yuck Yucks, who to see, where to see them? Yuckyucks.com. Yuckyucks.com. Yeah, we have a website. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. probably part of the success. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, we just got it. It's terrific. It's, it's dial up. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's really great. And we have some like Atari games on there when you get there that you can play. 40 years. Now we have a website. Now it's just really going to blow up. I think so. What's, I'm hopeful. what's next I'm after really the Order ho- of Canada? I'm really hopeful. And of course, Kira. A uh, Senate seat, in, <laughs> Senate. Case in case you're wondering. Is that what you do at Mark? 
Can yeah. we put you on the hot seat yeah, right now? Of course. I think I would make a good senator. Yeah. Because um, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, for one, so <laughs> That's a plus. I, I bring a different uh, point of view, and I've been all across the country. I've been everywhere. You know, you know. So we, we need some some laughs. Maybe I'll put my the- I'll put my company in a blind trust because I believe the way I've been operating it, it's been in a blind trust for the last forty <laughs> years anyway. Yeah, fair enough. We would love to see that. I'd love to see Mark Breslin in the Senate. We need some funny in the Canadian Senate, anyways. And you've already been to Ottawa. We know that. So yes, more than there once. There we go. Uh, and of course, Kira. So we have this fantastic show happening across the city tomorrow night, December tenth. And uh, one more time, what's w- w- where should people go to see Canned Laughter? Of course, Yuck Yucks here in Toronto. But what's the whole story? There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> yuck Yucks. Yuck Yucks. You can go to pretty much Yuck Yucks. Any venue. Yuck Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, you know, hey, I'm gonna push towards Yuck. Yuck yucks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you go to uh, yuck yucks. Facebook, if you go to Facebook and, and look up yuck yucks, go to the Canadian Comedy Awards Facebook page. We have the event page pinned at the top of the page, so you can check out all yuck the yucks. other venues. <laughs> and it's a perfect time of year. Bring some non-perishables. Go see some fantastic Canadian comics that you will not see that easily or That's that. Right. And, and it's all. I just want to reiterate. It's all um, 100% is being donated to the Daily bread food bank which is fantastic and i mean it's a good reminder this I've time of year there. you've been there <laughs> a lot a of comics probably have. You, they have a mediocre chef <laughs> <laughs> it's a good opportunity for listeners maybe to be reminded too that comics aren't always these dark nihilistic self-loathing self-aggrandizing self-destructive really? monsters that we make them out to be <laughs> has that been your experience <laughs> we can do good things uh that's fantastic so go to canned laughter tomorrow night and of course Keep on checking out what's happening on stage at Yuck Yucks. Hit up yuckyucks.com. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't forget to check out comedyrecords.com for the latest album releases from Canada's top stand-ups and sketch comics. And hit up comedybar.ca to see the latest shows happening here in Toronto and the famous Rivoli live comedy downtown Toronto every Monday night. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at InsideJokes640 and on Twitter and Facebook at InsideJokes. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Mark Breslin. So let's party. <laughs> I randomly distribute the f***ies through, you know, John, Mark, George, Ringo, I don't know, whoever the f*** is. On the early show I did that, I said that, and two people from, like, this area in here immediately got up, walked out, yuppie couple, you know, just what I thought I needed, yuppie fundamentalists. So I ran after them and I said, you know, if I've ap- I apologize if I've offended your religion in any way, shape, or form. I really apologize. The guy says, oh, no, it wasn't that. You used the P word. I thought, well, what do you mean the P word? And the guy went, you know. He mined the word After all that I've done, all that's been said on this stage, he got offended by the word like I went too far with that word. I don't know. Did I? I've been out of touch. Maybe I'm out of touch with Toronto. I've been living in New York and L.A. for a while. And, uh, Karen, let me ask you something. As a, as a representative female in the audience, does that word offend you? No. Thank you again, Mark and Kira. This has been Inside Jokes. And keep it tuned right here. Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. Was I funny enough? <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, you guys.